Welcome to the Insecurity Project Podcast. Most people think the best you can do with insecurity is mask it, manage it, or medicate. I'm convinced this is a problem that can be solved for good, and that's what this show is all about. Join me for weekly 10-minute Tuesday episodes, live coaching demonstrations, and world-class interviews on the subject of overcoming insecurity. Now on to today's show. Hey folks, we're back again. It's 10-minute Tuesday time. I'm going to talk to you today about destiny. It's a word I reckon I haven't uttered for probably more than 10 years, but it's back. And it's back in a big way, and I'll show you why in a moment. But before I do that, you may have seen that uh, the Leverage book that I've been working on for the last 12 months or so, Leverage How to Change the People You Love for All the Right Reasons and Get the Relationships You Deserve. Uh, the cover artwork has been released, so you can now pre-order that book. It's a provocative, provocative title, but a really important one. Uh, if, you, if you are at a loss to understand how that could possibly be good, let me just give you an excerpt from the introduction of this book to show you how this works. Don't change the people you love may be the single worst relationship advice ever given. The truth is, if you don't change those you love, they'll annoy the shit out of you and you'll end up hating them. The thing about relationships is that they inevitably lead us into conflict in the process of getting to know someone beyond the initial honeymoon period where everything is perfect and they're on their best behavior. There arise moments of discord that annoy, frustrate or offend. In these pivotal moments, there are only two choices. You move through the conflict effectively back toward intimacy or you become blocked by the conflict and diverge toward an arrangement. Either there is nothing between you and the space is clean, or there is stuff between you and the space is polluted. Intimacy or arrangement. How you handle conflict determines which one it will be. Therefore, all effective conflict resolution comes down to one word, leverage. Either you fight with leverage or without it. With leverage, you move through conflict back to intimacy. Without leverage, you get stopped and diverge at conflict and move into arrangements. While the concept of leverage is basic and straightforward, the process of acquiring true leverage for the right reasons in the right way is difficult. There are five key components to to gaining this kind of leverage within your most important relationships and therefore having the ability to effectively change the people you love. There it is. Uh, it's definitely the best book I've written by a long way. It is It is still part of the Insecurity Project because, as you'll discover, the first part of leverage is security. Um, you'll discover before you go anywhere near changing those you love, you've actually got to change your relationship with yourself and you have to show up secure and confident in who you are. So this is another way back into the conversation about solving the insecurity pro- problem in your life. Uh, so check out the, the more details on my website, jamonfraser.com forward slash leverage. You can pre-order it. Uh, the book's due out in April. You may even get a little earlier if you order it through me. Now, destiny. I had the joy and privilege of being back on the road again for my first business trip of the year off to the sunny coast last week and uh, just a, a magic experience with a couple that I'm coaching at the moment. And yeah, I mean, I pinch myself most days at the joy of being invited into someone's world to have those kind of conversations. So it was magic. I got to uh, go to Noosa and, you know, it's a beautiful part of the world, the sunny coast, if you haven't been there. 
Uh, on the way home, I arrived back at the airport at 5pm for my 7.30pm flight, only to find the airport all locked up and not a soul there, uh, which was a little alarming to say the least. And... Uh, you know, when I sorted out what had happened, it, it appeared that my flight had been cancelled and and moved to seven thirty a.m. that morning. But I missed the memo. I don't, you know, I, I don't think it was my fault. By the way, Jetstar, if you're listening, uh, I'd, I'd like a full apology and a better refund. Thank you. Anyway, so long story short, uh, after a long search to find some accommodation, I uh, found a little place around the corner and stayed an extra night. You know, to which I was really, I was disappointed. Uh, you know, I was looking forward to getting home, uh, missed the family, had been away a while already. So, you know, it was inconvenient to say the least. Uh, however, when I arrived back at the airport the next morning early for my flight, um, grabbing a coffee at a, a protein bar in the newsagents, I, I noticed uh, Time magazine caught my attention. It's a magazine I don't think I've ever read before, but for whatever reason, this this one was calling to me, and so I purchased it. Purchased it for thirteen dollars. It's an expensive magazine, and um, and read it all the way home on on the flight. Now, there's only one other time I've had such a spirit, spiritual experience with a text on a flight, and that was when I read the Four Agreements on a flight to Melbourne, perhaps four or five years ago, and the same thing happened when I read Time magazine. Every cell in my body is vibrating, resonating, bugging out, blowing up. <laughs> the heat and energy in my body is arising. I'm sure the people beside me can tell there's something very powerful happening for me. And all that I can, all, the only way that I can describe my experience was that I felt connected with destiny. I'm, I'm planning a trip to the US in September, October this year as part of the book tour when, when the book is released over there. And I'd been planning a trip to the US in, in 2020, March 2020, and it was very exciting. That felt to me to be destiny, uh, even though I didn't describe it in those terms back then. Obviously, that got cancelled. I didn't go. Very disappointed. And here I am with the US tra- trip back on the table. I'm an ambitious character, you know, you've heard me talk about desiring to consult to the UN and coach world leaders and, uh, and, and at times I feel so at lost and so disconnected from that big dream with my uh, small reality at times. But nevertheless, the US trip's back on the cards and as I'm reading this, this magazine, seeing about global issues and people who are trying to solve them, I see with crystal clarity that it is my purpose to serve those people uh, and there are plenty of them in the US that my trip there is primarily about connecting with decision makers lawmakers problem solvers politicians leaders captains of industry people who are pouring their heart and soul into solving the most important problems in the world today and my job is to help those people be unhindered by doubt fear and insecurity so that they can be at their best where it matters most I, I know that is my destiny, and it felt like destiny because I promise you I wouldn't was in no mood to read anything if my flight had been there at seven thirty at night. I was tired uh, and just looking to to bug out. But uh, this book called me, and the only way that I can make sense of that is that there's something bigger than me, something beyond me, something that is conspiring to call me in to fulfill the purpose for which I was born. That's the only way that I can understand that. And so this word destiny has been playing in my mind ever since. And I think it's a really important one. So uh, 
a few things to pull together so this will make sense of you. You perhaps have heard me talk about the Spirit of Intention book by Wayne Dyer. It, it is in my list of all-time top five books, one of the books I most often recommend and gift. And, you know, Wayne says, however you understand the magic and mystery and wonder of life itself, like the essence of life, whatever that is, um, you you must see that, if anything, it is at least expansive, beautiful, loving, creative, receptive, kind, and abundant. These seven things infiltrate all aspects of life at all time and are part of what causes it to keep going. It is the spirit the spirit of life can be described in those ways. And so when we align ourselves with those things, then we actually become all those seven things as well. We become expansive. We become beautiful. We become loving, creative, receptive, kind, and abundant. So to me, it seems possible, because I'm, I'm a sense maker, I've always got to try and understand how these things work rather than just, oh, well, just one of those things. It is what it is. It's just a mystery. That never works in my brain. And so trying to work out how is it that I find this magazine and it's the right magazine at the right time and I have a profound experience of certainty and clarity and I know the next step with every cell in my body. How does that happen? It seems to me that the way that happens is that it's not just good for me to be the person I can be and to be the best version of me. It's not just good for you or my friends or family. It's actually good for the whole cosmos. The whole universe benefits when I am aligned to the spirit of intention. And so, as Rumi says, the 13th century Persian poet and philosopher, what you seek is also seeking you. <laughs> it's urging you on, it's drawing you out, it's leading you, connecting you to what you're actually here for, to bring your uniqueness to the planet and to contribute meaningfully, to make things better, to move things towards more expansiveness, more beauty, more love, more creativity, more receptiveness, more kindness and more abundance. Uh, so when I think about the definition of destiny, and there are so many movie plots and themes that draw on this motif of the hero fulfilling their destiny. It's almost like there is something that is designed for them, that is uniquely theirs to give and theirs to be. And they wrestle with their own doubts and fears and insecurities and mistakes and failures and obstacles along the way. But the movie presents this plot of them finding the reason that they are here and stepping into that wholeheartedly. And as they do that, the music swells and the crowd cheers and the world has changed and we're all inspired and motivated. And so when we see that dramatically, we kind of get that. We understand the power of it. And I think that's just the same for each of us. I think that's why we resonate with it so deeply. It's the fulfillment of, of why we're here. It's the culmination of all our giftedness, all our experience, all our uniqueness, all the wonder of how we've been wired and how we think and how we work coming to fruition and, and presenting as the best possible version. When we do that, that's destiny, the fulfillment of ourselves in the future. Uh, Aldous Huxley, the famous uh, author and philosopher, uh, you know, wrote A Brave New World, among other books. He says, The spiritual journey does not consist of arriving at a new destination where a person gains what he did not have or becomes what he is not. Instead, it consists in the dissipation of one's ignorance concerning oneself and life and the gradual growth of that understanding which begins the spiritual awakening. The finding of God is a coming to oneself. 
It's an arrival about your destiny, who you really are. I've been loving Hal Elrod's The Morning Miracle and I've reached out to him and got a connection to see if he'd be kind enough to come on the show. Hal, if you're listening, uh, we'd, we'd all be grateful to hear more of your wisdom and experience because your book, The Morning, The Miracle Equation, uh, breathtaking, especially when it comes to this idea of destiny. Because the question is, how does anyone become the kind of person that fulfills who they really are and who they can be? Um, Hal describes it as the miracle equation. Because it is a miracle when you see someone step into their space. It's very rare and very beautiful and profound. That is miraculous. But the two components of it is Hal deconstructs it to be, uh, number one, unwavering faith. Two, massive action. Like you, You've got to keep believing. You can't give up. No matter how hard it is, no matter how distant it is, no matter how unlikely, you cannot lose hope. You cannot give up on the dream that you are unique, that you have something special, that you have have a role to play. And whatever anyone else says, however hard it is, whatever obstacles you're facing, you cannot lose faith that there is something bigger than you calling you, leading you, guiding you, having giving you opportunity to be that person. And secondly, massive action. You've got to be all in. You can't dick around with that. You can't treat that as though it were nothing. It's going to cost you everything you've got and require all resources to be directed in that way because you can have like anything's possible, but not everything is possible. You have to choose which anything you want. And when you align yourself, when you get a sense of who you really are and believe that's true for you, well, then it does take a commitment and an intention to align your resources, your energy, your time, your focus toward that end and to cut off all other avenues. I like that from Tony Robbins. A decision is a cutting off of options. So to be the person who achieves destiny, you do have to be all in. Burn the bridges. Um, Seal the, seal the doors, <laughs> lock your exits. It's the only way out is through. Um, the more I thought about this word destiny, I, I also thought it was surprising that not only have I not heard myself say this word for 10 years, I probably haven't heard anyone else say it to me either. And I, and I think there is literally no, no physical alive human being that I have actual contact with in my world who calls me to destiny who prompts me to think bigger, to sacrifice more, to keep my faith and my action unwavering and massive. There's, there's no, not a single person in my life right now calling me to destiny. And I think that's actually wonderful news because clearly that means I don't need it. And, and because I don't need it, that also makes me believe that part of my purpose and my destiny is to call you to yours. It's to speak loudly and clearly to each of you about the bigger purpose for your life and to remind you that it's not too late and it's not too hard and that the only thing possible that could get in the way of you reaching a destiny is the fear that you're not good enough or that you don't have what it takes or you have no value or that you're not special unresolved insecurity no surprise that's the thing and and if you don't fix it then instead of achieving the destiny the, the destination of fulfillment of the prophecy or fulfillment of the dream of fulfillment of the essence of who you are the, the alternative is you end up in madness which is the quashing 
It's the unfulfilled dream. It's the destiny unrealized. That, and that is madness, to die with the music inside you, to, to feel like you've thwarted the gift, to have wasted your life, to have not achieved. That's devastating, and it is maddening. That realization weakens everything to the point of incoherence. We are unable to function as a human being. That's pretty dramatic, not just for you, but for the world. So solving the insecurity problem increases the collective consciousness of the planet. It increases the spirit of intention. It means more expansiveness, beauty, love, creativity, receptivity, kindness, abundance. Unresolved insecurity leads to the opposite. So where are you in relation to your destiny? Have you given up? Do you think it's too hard? Have you lost sight of that word? Is it a word you'd be willing to bring back into the forefront of your awareness to have it? the center of your heart, to picture it at the focal point of your mind's eye and to surrender to something meaningful for your life again. And and as a result of that, to be willing wherever you are in your overcoming insecurity journey to pick up the work and keep moving forward. I hope that's useful. It's always a privilege and a joy to talk to you in this way, onward and upward. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Insecurity Project Podcast. All you need to solve any problem is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. If this is your year to be insecurity free, jump on the insecurityproject.com and begin your journey to become unhindered by getting a free copy of the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity.